Ladies and gentlemen, since he took the oath of office as Toronto's 64th mayor 93 days ago, a great many eyes and ears have been on Rob Ford. Perhaps it's because of his knack for drawing attention to the issues that matter or, and for telling, telling it like it is. Or perhaps it's because we realize the promise of Toronto the Great is so dependent on the leadership and decisions of our mayor and city council. Either way, what's clear is that Mayor Rob Ford achieved a convincing election win on the basis of a simple yet compelling promise, respect for taxpayers. As you may know, being in the political spotlight is nothing new for our mayor. In addition to his role as councillor, he comes from a family of politicians. He's the son of former MPP, the late Doug Ford, and his older brother, Doug Jr., has joined him at City Hall also as a councillor. Community service and community action have always been a calling for the lifelong Toronto resident, and in this regard, he has supported, volunteered, or been a member of the Salvation Army's Red Shield Appeal, the Terry Fox Foundation, the Heart and Stroke Foundation, the Etobicoke Chamber of Commerce, the Toronto Board of Trade, and the Toronto West Rotary Club. Mayor Ford has a special interest in youth development. In 2002, he founded the Eagles football team at an Etobicoke high school and served as their coach. Additionally, the Rob Ford Football Foundation has contributed more than $100,000 to purchase equipment and to establish football programs at high schools across the city. In this, his first appearance at the Canadian Club of Toronto, Mayor Ford will shed light on what respecters, uh, respect for taxpayers means under his leadership. Ladies and gentlemen, please join me in welcoming Mayor Rob Ford to the Canadian Club podium. Well, thank you very much, Nick, uh, for that kind introduction. Um, before I begin, I want to thank TELUS and the Carpenters Union for sponsoring this event today. And I want to acknowledge uh, a few of my councillor colleagues that are here today. Um, to my left, our budget chief, uh, Councillor Mike Dalgrand, my brother Doug, uh, Councillor up in Ward 2 in Etobicoke North, Councillor Denzel Minen Wong, the chair of the Works Committee, where's Denzel? Uh, Councillor Karen Stintz, the chair of the TTC. By the way, her doing an absolutely fantastic job. Thank you for your leadership. and John Parker, and uh, Councillor Vince Crisante. Well, it's my pleasure to be here again today, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, the last time I was here was just before the municipal election, and uh, things worked out pretty good, so I'm, I'm happy to be back. Today is the 93rd day of me being mayor of this great city, and I'd like to briefly tell you what we've done in the first 93 days and what we're planning to do for the next four years. Our government has accomplished a lot in the first 93 days. I'm going to start talking about the pennies because when people say, well, this is just pennies when you're talking about an $11 billion budget, but my father always told us, he said, son, you watch the pennies and the dollars will take care of themselves. So let me tell you some of the pennies that we've taken care of before we start talking about some big dollars. 
First of all, they said, well, $170,000, is it enough to be mayor? You need a pay increase. You have to get paid $187,000. I said, I'm not here for the pay. Um, I'll refuse the $17,000 pay increase. My transition team, uh, with the leadership of Kay Sotis, who's with us today, um, came under budget $25,000. He did an absolutely fantastic job. As you know, at council meetings, it really got under my skin at uh, after lunch, uh, 2 o'clock. Um, we break every council from 12.30 to 2. And at uh, 4 o'clock, a big buffet used to uh, come out. And as you can tell, I haven't missed too many buffets. <laughs> but I, I always said, this is paid for by myself, not with taxpayers' money. So we decided we don't need it. We make $100,000. Councillors make $100,000 each, and uh, they can pay for their own lunch and dinner. So we, we scrapped the free dinners and free lunch at council meetings, and uh, that saved the, council, the, the taxpayers $50,000. Every morning, you'd get newspaper clippings attached um, in front of your office, and we could do we get this, obviously, electronically. So we got rid of that, saving the taxpayers $170,000 a year. Um, they gave me a budget of $2.7 million to run the mayor's office and I started doing the calculations with my staff and I, I said I, I'm coming up to 1.8 million why do we need 2.7 and they said well that's what the previous mayor had I said well um, you can take $700,000 off of that we'll save the taxpayers uh, $700,000 and I'll run my budget on $2 million uh, the councillors as you know had this lavish expense accounts of uh, $53,000 as you know councillors make $100,000 a year like I said and some councillors last uh, term decided to have some uh, fancy retirement parties. We're not going to mention any names. Um, so you know what council agreed, $30,000 is more than enough. So right there, uh, we saved $900,000. I can proudly say, um, in the first 93 days, ladies and gentlemen, we've saved you, the hardworking taxpayers, $67 million. More money was saved in the first 90 days than the previous government saved in seven years. Here are some big ticket items. We called on the provincial government to make TTC an essential service, and the province is doing exactly that. I said we were going to get rid of the $60 car tax. We did get rid of the $60 car tax, saving $64 million, putting that money back in your pockets so you could go out and create jobs and stimulate the economy. And two weeks ago, we mailed out the first a batch of rebate checks for people that prepaid 2011. And last week, we passed 2011 budget in record time. It was the first time in 10 years we're giving the taxpayers a 0% tax increase. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we are moving fast because we have to start thinking and acting like taxpayers and not bureaucrats. Our 2011 budget followed one of the longest consultation processes in Canadian politics. It was called the municipal election. We had 109 debates. Um, some people said, well, after a two-hour debate, it's exhausting. Um, we sometimes, on some days, had three two-hour debates. 7.30 to 9.30, 12.30 to 2.30, and under the lights from 7 to 9 o'clock. Um, I couldn't find a word. Uh, 
exhausting, is very conservative. During this 10-month process, uh, the people of Toronto spoke very loud and they were very clear on what they wanted from their civic leaders. They wanted us to stop the wasteful spending and reduce city expenses. They wanted us to hold the line on taxes so they could have some breathing space. They wanted to improve customer service. They wanted to reduce the gridlock on our streets. Well, that's what we're doing. We're doing exactly what we've been asked to do. Taxpayers have been tightening their belts for years and years and years, paying unnecessary property tax increases. It's time for the city to tighten our own belt and lead by example, which we have, and give the taxpayers a break. And like I said before, it's the first time in 11 years that we have not had a property tax increase, not just for residential units. In fact, reducing property taxes for renters and apartments, for small businesses, industrial properties where people work. Our 2011 budget is also balanced without going cap in hand to the provincial or federal governments to ask for a bailout. Most importantly, we have also started to begin this wasteful spending year after year after year. We're finally slowing it down. Have we stopped the gravy train? No, but we have dramatically slowed it down. For the first time in years, taxpayer-funded budget is basically the same size as last year, and the uncontrollable growth, like I said, has begun to level off. And this budget does not include any major service cuts. Our 2011 budget is part of our longer term strategy to get our financial house in order. As I would say, to get our financial feet back on the ground. In October, city staff updated our transition team on the city's financial situation. And at that time, I demanded that we have to have a 0% tax increase. Well, at the beginning of the process, I said, it can't be done. I said, well, if it can't be done, I will find people that will get it done. Believe it or not, the next day, they got it done. We realized that the one-time surplus to balance the 2011 budget without any property tax increase and making it happen without the personal vehicle tax was able to happen. And I emphasize without any major service cuts because you heard over and over year after year, it can't be done. Well, folks, we did it. And I'm very, very proud of the team that got it through. This was a strategic decision that meant that we could accelerate the budget process and complete the budget in record time. We passed the 2011 budget on February 24th, two months earlier than any previous government ever has. This is a huge win for taxpayers. Normally, 
the city spends money for up to four months without a budget, without a plan every year. That means taxpayers can influence spending for almost half of the year. No successful business runs this way. The city shouldn't either. It's completely irresponsible and unacceptable. By passing this year's budget in February, now we can be begin next year's budget process much, e much earlier. And we can end it as well much earlier. So in essence, we're going to have year-end to year-end, from January to January, not from April to April. By next January, at the very latest, our 2013 budget will be completed before 2013 starts. Our strategy to use a surplus on this budget also would mean we would unmask the true state of Toronto's financial situation for all to see. For years, Council has hidden a growing fiscal gap behind one-time surpluses and gifts from the federal or provincial government. That practice is over. Toronto, like I said, for years and years and years, has a spending problem, folks. Not a revenue problem. And that was obvious in this year's budget. Now, it's clear enough for everyone to see our strategy to make permanent fixes to our financial plan. It requires all councillors, staff and taxpayers to understand exactly how deep the hole is that we're in for next year. Denial is not an option. Each year, Toronto plans to spend more money than what we bring in. That will stop, I assure you. Where do we go from here? Well, our strategy is simple and clear. I've asked the city manager to launch a series of program and service reviews that will go through all city operations with a fine tooth comb find savings and to find efficiencies for the 2012 budget. If we have to, we will bring in independent experts. And many people said, well, these are consultants and spending $3 million. Folks, I will assure you, we will not be giving one dime to one group unless they provide us with the savings first. The city manager's reviews will identify a number of ways to reduce our costs, and this will be done by reviewing every single possible service and how it's being delivered. It will also mean that we'll have to do some things differently. And some people might not be happy, because that's just the way it's always been. For example, we will be outsourcing garbage, contracting it out, whatever terminology you want. We're also look for new ways to increase revenues without raising taxes or fees. Above all, it is important that we keep an open mind, we listen to the taxpayers, and always think, always remember that who's in charge? It's the taxpayers. The taxpayers are the boss. 
I said 93 days ago, our government will make respect for taxpayers the goal. That's what I ran on, and that's what we're going to deliver. And I emphasize we, because everyone says it's your government. It's not my government. It's your government. It's the council's government. It's our government. To achieve this goal, we have four main priorities. We will improve customer service across the city in every department and agency. This is very simple. This does not cost money. It takes leadership and a good attitude. Every phone call and every email or every fax will be responded to immediately. If not, we will find people that will respond to emails and faxes immediately. It sounds like I'm heavy-handed, but it's frustrating for people like yourself when you put a call in to the city or to a counselor and you do not get a response. Many people said, Rob, I just want a response. Even if you cannot help me out, please just pick up the phone or respond by email telling me that you've got the message. That will happen, ladies and gentlemen. We will reduce the size and cost of government. Like I said, just one example was contracting out garbage. Ladies and gentlemen, we shouldn't be in the garbage business. We have more than enough garbage to deal with at City Hall. <laughs> we will make government more transparent and accountable to taxpayers. Something small, every single vote on council is now recorded. You will be able to talk to your counselor and find out how he or she voted on every single issue. Soon we're going to introduce stronger whistleblower protections and begin publishing credit card transactions online. As you know, last year we came across a situation that 1,200 city employees had credit cards. We knew they were spending approximately $10 million a year, but we didn't know who had the cards or what they were spending it on. I will guarantee you're going to know who has the cards and exactly what they're spending it on. Finally, we're going to implement an action plan to build a transportation city. Congest cost the economy billions of dollars every year. Folks, we're going to build subways, guaranteed, not streetcars. Our plan is to make subways the backbone of Toronto's rapid transit system. It will move people quicker from point A to B, to be at work, most importantly, to be with your family, from one end of the city to the other. As you can see, we have an ambitious agenda. That will depend on strong leadership and a shared commitment to the working people of Toronto. As you know, there are 500, approximately 500 positions on agency boards and commissions. And as everyone knows, this week um, we were a little disappointed on how one of our boards conducted themselves. We need you to step up to the plate. 
I encourage all of you, if you can, to apply to sit on an agency board or commission. Because we must always understand that every dollar we spend is $2 earned by a taxpayer. People work very hard for their wages and salaries. And as their government, we must work harder and smarter. After all, folks, we are all in this together to make this city a better place to work, play, and live. And together, I know we will succeed. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Mayor Ford. I'd like to call John Capobianco, immediate past president of the Canadian Club of Toronto, to the podium. Thank you, Nick. Mayor Ford, we're most appreciative of your candor and your insight and appreciate you sharing your thoughts about the issues that matter to you most and to us, your residents. You have hit the ground running and have set an ambitious agenda for the city. You know that your leadership is and will continue to be engaging and resident-focused. As you are well aware, taxes are always top of mind, especially as the height of tax season approaches. Your attention to keeping spending in line with the priorities you have outlined is commendable, and we wish you every success as you deliberate with your colleagues at City Hall. We also get a sense that there will be no dull moments under your watch. Mayor Ford, the Canadian Club looks forward to the pleasure of welcoming you back in the months and years to come. And again, we thank you very much for your time. Thank you very much, John. Thank you, Mayor Ford. And thank you once more to the Carpenters Union TELUS and Campbell Strategies for making this event possible. Ladies and gentlemen, this concludes our television programming, which has been broadcast live on Rogers TV. We are grateful to Rogers TV and to 680 News for continuing promotion of Canadian Club events. Thanks to all of you for joining us. This meeting is now adjourned.